Hi, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the Backstage Show. This week on the Backstage Show, the Backstage Show is back. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it's a while. It's been a while. Well, it's kind of like we were saying earlier in this season that uh, the whole pandemic thing, and it's just been hard to get back into things, especially since theaters aren't quite running yet, but they're kind of sort of running, and both of us have been kind of sort of involved in things to That's uh, right. occupy our time and keep our theater skills sharp skills i think i developed some skills actually it is a little different isn't it (laughs) yeah we uh well the theaters have been scrambling to try to find some sort of productions that they can put together and put on if for nothing else to try to raise some sort of revenue that they're not otherwise getting so as it's working out right now for the most part theaters are generally putting together something that is live streamable Mm-hmm. And in many cases can be rehearsed or even produced with people being separate to a large degree. Right. So, you know, we kind of had an episode where we were discussing this, whether it's a streaming online thing that some places are doing or something available on like a YouTube or um, what's the the professional one? Isn't it? Uh, is it something through Playbill? Oh, what is it called? Uh, well, there's Broadway on Demand. I don't know. That's, if that's what, what yeah, that's what about. I was thinking. Okay. Of Broadway on Demand. I know. I, I believe Forge has done some stuff through there. And yep. Some other theaters. Mm-hmm. There are also some places that are doing outdoor live shows when they can. I know. Right now that uh, it's getting nicer out, I would expect that that's probably going to come up again. I know Barley Sheaf <laughs> is planning a review outdoor at a, at a nearby church to to try and raise some money. Uh, the monologues they've been putting up have been uh, free, just available on YouTube. So, And I know you've been involved in something as well. That is correct. You may remember we had him on our show back in season three, I believe. His name was Steve Niles, and he talked with us about his experience com- comparing and contrasting community theater with independent film, which he's heavily involved with. Right. He's an well, independent filmmaker, right? Yes. So uh, to help out with the Village Players of Hatboro in terms of, you know, potentially setting up to get some sort of revenue because they're not doing any shows right now. He had written, this is sort of a radio play mm-hmm. uh, in the style of a 40, 1940s detective noir kind of a style. This is something you and I are kind of familiar with from our some of our past experience. I think we were considering at one point writing a play around it. Sure, sure. <laughs> which didn't happen. But anyway... <laughs> Cross that with some sort of maybe more 1950s inspired sci-fi kind of, <laughs> you know, crazy ray guns and that sort of thing, shrinking rays and that sort of stuff. So he's kind of crossed the genres a little bit, and he wrote a radio play, essentially, that is centered around a private eye, noir private eye, who's involved with cases that usually involve sci-fi elements and I don't know how much of the plot I should really give away, probably right. not very much, but this certainly fits the bill of what I just described, and it involves, again, it's set in the 1940s, so it involves a lot of the archetypes from that time period with the noir mm-hmm. scene, as well as some presence of the mafia, and of course those crazy, wacky Nazis. <laughs> 
It sounds a little bit like a like a 40s X-Files radio show kind of thing. I I think that's probably an excellent way to describe it. Mm -hmm. Now, nothing's been at this point in time, nothing has been publicized about it yet. I don't personally know yet when it will become available to uh, view. I'm sure it will at some point and I'm sure an announcement will be made. But I was one of the voice actors in the production. I, so, so you're saying you're saying view is this was this recorded uh, video as well as audio? It was video recorded, yes. Okay, but is it? I, I mean, it's written as a radio drama. So, is it just like a bunch of you just kind of standing at microphones and whatnot? Primarily, yeah. We had microphone okay. props that were designed as vintage microphone props, and essentially, gotcha. when you watch the finished product, you're going to see a bunch of what would have been radio play actors acting out the scenes. We're not dressed up as the characters per se. We're, we're right. dressed up as 1940s radio actors, voice actors, okay. essentially. So you're going to see us visually kind of emoting and depicting our characters in, in the scenes. And of course, the way it had to be filmed, depending on the various circumstances of the actors and who is comfortable with what and whatnot, uh, a lot of it is going to have to be edited from individual performances. Mm-hmm together so from my own experience with it i i basically was the first one to be recorded i went through did all of my lines from the script the other actors and the were in the audience to feed me the cue lines and i was able to react off of them i think hmm. i did about three takes total some of which i believe were at different camera angles it was all set up on stage that there was a camera basically pointed out where the actor would be and sufficient lighting these large flat panel led lights were okay. right in our faces so to speak <laughs> and there was a prop microphone that i was able to act to as so well now, as real microphones that were out of camera view right now, without giving too much away or anything or, or, or giving away any twist was this uh, i mean are you playing a character that's playing a character on the radio or is it just, well, you're dressed up and kind of embodying this character, but the only acting you're doing is as the radio character. The only acting I was really doing, and this is true for everybody else in the production was as the character within the story. Okay. So it's just kind of a flavor. Yes. But the way I was costumed or dressed, I just used all my own clothes as did everybody else because we had really no budget for this production. Mm Mm-hmm. But I was dressed in a style that was evocative, supposed to be, everybody was dressed in a style that was evocative of the 1940s, but also somewhat suggestive of their characters. Okay. I couldn't really be literally suggestive of my character because, well, I won't get into that, but it was not practical. (laughs) (laughs) So I was more in sort of a uh, kind of a tweed jacket with a turtleneck. So the kind of thing you usually wear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With my pipe and my uh, leather patches on the elbows and <laughs> my brown corduroys. And yes, yes, yes. exactly. If anyone yeah, wants just to go... when I'm relaxing and lounging at home, that's what I would wear. Yeah. Yes. If anyone wants to go back and listen to those episodes with with Steve Niles, those were back in season three, episodes 53 and 54. You did your homework. I just opened up the file. Very nice. <laughs> Well, I would like to say, again, without giving too much away, I will say that my character was German. From my wow. earlier comments, you can read into that what you will. But it did require <laughs> me to hone and refine some skill sets that I have never done in a production before. Honing the German accent, for one thing. Yeah. 
Yavol. <laughs> and then I, as I was talking to one of the other characters playing, or one of the other actors playing a German character, mm-hmm. we're talking a little bit about how to do the accent. And of course, my big mouth, I let it slip that I had taken a couple semesters of German in college. <laughs> so you became Steve the de facto little... instructor in uh, the accent? So, a little bit. So Steve... <laughs> Then did a rewrite. We had a rewrite of the script. We only had three rehearsals, which were over Zoom. So that was pretty much how the production period went. Uh, Three rehearsals throughout the course of March. And between the first and second, I believe, we received a slight rewrite of the script, which actually worked out in my favor because it expanded my role a little bit. Mm -hmm. But part of that expansion of the role involved me actually speaking German. (laughs) You had to open your big mouth, huh? Exactly. <laughs> so I had the added task of remembering how to properly pronounce German words and get the sense of the sentence structure, the verb conjugation, all that kind of good stuff. And fortunately, um, I still had my book from college, which I was <laughs> able to reference a little bit. Plus, well, nowadays, Google Translate is miraculous. We certainly didn't have that when I was in right. college, but... So I was able to put that all together, and there was one particular monologue that I had in the script where it was originally written in English, but it was it was a pretty inspired, emotional rant, and I'm looking at it and thinking, given this, again, give, not giving too much away, but given the circumstances, I really feel like this needs to be in German. <laughs> so I took it upon myself to translate the monologue or find it. Using Google Translate again, find mm-hmm. a w- way to work out the translation in German. And between Steve and I, we agreed upon where I should cut over from English right. to German and work that out. And I think it was very effective, ultimately. I feel like you're going to end up being the new Hitler meme. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like it was a fun experience. You said you only had uh, three rehearsals for this. We had three rehearsals, and the video recording was done over one weekend, Mm -hmm. which, as of the time we're recording this, was just over two weeks ago. So did you have the script in front of you, or was it all memorized? Yes. We could do it script in hand, although, quite honestly, I mostly had my part memorized. I just found that to be a lot easier to be able to focus on the emotions of the character and the delivery. Yeah, agreed. I, it's just kind of nice to have that back up there for something where you don't rehearse as much and don't have as much time for all of it. Right. I'm usually not too bad reading on the fly, like, for example, at auditions or early rehearsals, but mm-hmm. it just got to the point. It, it's not like I had it's not like I had constant lines throughout the entire thing like some of the other characters did. I was mainly in certain scenes, so it was enough that I could manageably memorize it within that time period and really mm-hmm. not have to maybe glance at the script once or twice just to make sure I was keeping to my place in the monologue and then I was able to go from that. Nice. So while you've been busy with that, I've actually been busy as well with my own pandemic project, which kind of came up as a surprise because I wasn't really expecting to do anything. I think surprise, I might surprise. Yeah. I think I might have talked in a uh, previous episode about, you know, Barley Sheaf was gearing up for their next season, and I had been in the season that got pulled and was debating back and forth whether or not to submit uh, the same show that had gotten in or a different show, and I came very close to submitting. I was going to submit a different show just because I didn't 
want the same time slot. And as it turns out, they were planning to open at the normal beginning of their season, which would be uh, September, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that would have been the show that was pulled right before uh, it was scheduled to open. So they were going to open with that show in September, but they ended up pushing that one back. So they're going to uh, remain closed in September. They're pushing that one back to October, November. So they're only doing, I guess that leaves, what, four shows in the season instead of their usual five. But Is that this coming season or the past season? This coming season. Okay. So they're going to open October, they canceled November. this past season. Completely. Correct. It was uh, canceled this past season and will be opening in uh, it's the Revolutionists, I believe is the name of the show, is going to open uh, for October-November slot. Okay. And then they're going to continue with the season from there. So October-November 2021. And it was originally scheduled, I, I want to say it might have been April-May 2020 that it was originally scheduled and got pulled right before it opened. So they were already a good way into rehearsals. Mm-hmm. So they just picked that back up and we'll open with that. And then they selected all new shows for the remainder of the season, which I was going to put in for, and I kept debating back and forth. So I debated back and forth for a while, and then I was all set to put in because they said they had nothing in one particular slot that I was going to submit for, and then it turned out that they had one single show for every slot, and I said, you know what, I'm really, I'm just not feeling it. So I decided not to put into direct, now, mm-hmm. as I said, Barley Sheep's been doing these monologues, and they had um, an email go out saying if anybody's interested in directing or acting in any of these monologues, or if you have a monologue you want produced, let me know, because we're working on the next round of them. I didn't put in for that either, because it wasn't anything I was particularly interested in. However, I had a friend contact me saying, you know, I have this monologue that I've agreed to direct, and I was thinking, if you're interested, I can send you the script. I thought that it might be something that you could be interested in. I took it, and I read the script, and I'm like, this is interesting. It's a very short piece. It's only about a a page and a half. And it's not the kind of role that I usually get cast in. Most of the roles I get cast in are, like, you know, comic relief sort of thing. Okay. Which is great, and I enjoy those. And Was this like a serial killer or something? It's not like a serial killer. It's not that <laughs> serious. It's um, it's more, I, I guess, kind of the way we were looking at it was like 80s action hero kind of thing. <laughs> and I'm like, you know that what? That awesome steam, Bennett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that might be kind of fun. And it's like just borderline of almost goofy because it's not like, you know, you look at those 80s action movies and they're like, there's just a little bit that's not quite real to them. There's a lot that's not quite well, real yeah. to them. But the I don't think they were it. striving for absolute realism. No, but I mean, <laughs> so this is the kind of thing that, that it is. I don't want to give any more away than that. I actually, my original intent had not been, had been to just not say anything until it was released. And this is going to be the only place that I am going to say anything. So if you Oh boy, all my, of 10 people might hear you. Yes, I know. <laughs> Actually, you'd be surprised. Our numbers strangely have gone up during the pandemic. Wow. We're yeah. Really, we're really gang, uh, gangbusters in Finland. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we've been, you know, rehearsing that via uh, Zoom. And it's interesting because th- this is, you know, they're filmed monologues that end up on YouTube. So I've got like, you know, a tripod set up in my room behind me now. 
and it's kind of, you know, I have to act to a camera and it's mm-hmm. interesting coming up with this stuff. And, you know, I, I'm not directing, but I keep thinking, wow, this this would be an interesting thing to direct because you can do things like change camera angles and and, yeah. and interesting stuff like that. But, you know, I the director is uh, just thinking sort of a trailer project that was along those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of thing. And you have to start thinking about it differently and. I, I guess as an actor, I'm just planning to hit my marks and walk, step into the camera when I need to and step away when I need to and that sort of stuff. It's not really my choice, but I'm like, because I do do video editing, I'm like, you know, letting the director know that, hey, if you want to change camera angles or whatever, I don't mind putting it together before it gets sent off for the intro and outro and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where this goes because... Mm-hmm. In some ways, it's very much like rehearsing any other community theater thing where, you know, we're amateurs and all of that. And I'm working on memorizing the lines and doing the blocking and what to stress when, where to pause and all of that sort of stuff. But in other senses, it's interesting because it's, you know, film acting in a way. Right. That was it's kind of interesting. What you're describing is kind of an interesting contrast to what I was just working on, because I didn't really have to worry so much about blocking. I think there mm-hmm. was maybe one shot that we did where I was walking into view from a distance, so to speak. But other than that, I didn't really have to move around. I just yeah moved my upper body, so to speak, <laughs> whatever was actually in view of the camera. I didn't really have to worry about blocking so much. But what you're describing as far as the videography element of it was what I actually had to do and I didn't really talk about this part so much, was the audition process. We had to submit audition videos Okay. for this. And so that was kind of new territory for me, similar to what you're describing, as far as working out the lighting scheme. I didn't really play a whole lot with camera angles so much. I didn't really have to for this, but uh, working out the lighting, uh, going through different takes, yep. uh, editing, video editing, mm-hmm. that, that piece of it trying to find the best takes, fading in, fading out, uh, putting all that together. That was kind of actually a fun experience because it gave me the opportunity to see how I screen test. Yeah. Which I really didn't have that experience before. And I think I surprised myself a little bit in Hmm. what I was capable of doing with that. Ironically, the part I got cast in, I had a technical difficulty where... I was using a, a dual audio recording setup. I was doing the video with my DSLR camera, but mm-hmm. I also used the audio interface that we use for recording the podcast for the audio. Okay. And I had two mics set up. I had the lav mic on me, and I had an overhead mic kind of out of view of the the image. Right. So I put the audio together from that, and then I had to edit that in with the video and edit everything together post-production. Well, as it turned out, I think that might have been just the camera. I thought I was recording on the the night that I last did the monologues for the part that I actually got cast in. I thought I was recording the whole time, only to find out that I hadn't been, and I only got one take. (laughs) Whoops. Well, I I hope it was a good one. (laughs) Well, it was the only one that I had, and that was the one I submitted, and that was the one apparently got me the role. Well, then I guess it was was the good take. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was the last one. Yeah. So I was hopefully adequately warmed up by that point. <laughs> yeah, that actually brings up an interesting point. I'm not really sure yet 
how I'm recording this. Uh, the director has done one other of these monologues, and the way it was done is the uh, the the actor just zoom ha- had a Zoom call, and mm-hmm. the director recorded the Zoom call, okay, and that was so... what was submitted, and that's what they used. So, so that a pretty limited view, kind of similar exactly. to what I was doing. So what I want to do is is set up a camera, whether it's you know my phone or my DLSR or my video camera, and uh, have the Zoom call for the director pointed at the view screen. So or you know in a similar spot, so she can gauge what's going on with that. I, I guess actually the view screen would probably be more useful because she'll know exactly what's framed. Okay. So that's probably what I'll try to do, mean. but. Yeah, and then I, I hadn't really thought about what I'm going to do with audio, but it probably makes sense to have not just the camera recording the audio because that won't come camera out. Camera audio is not that great. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll probably have this set up as well, and I'll probably like I'll probably need to to do a uh, a clapper, a clapboard. You know, <laughs> I found quite honestly that I was well. For one thing, I was rather lax about the clapping. Yeah, but I found with at least with the video editing software at my disposal that really having the clap clapper having the clap (laughs) that's terrible that's something entirely you just see a doctor about that but moving yeah uh having the clapper would not have really helped me i Mm -hmm. just had to do it by ear and line it up and once it sounded like there wasn't horrible delay then yeah. I knew I had it right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess you have a little more experience with that. You do that with, with this podcast. I do it with this LA. production yeah. of the podcast, post-production, yeah. But I'm a little more used to audio marks. Um, you know, I've been doing that now with the audiobooks. I actually got a, a clicker, a, uh, a a dog trainer. It's this thing. <laughs> I'm You're not it. talking about a remote control for a TV, right? No, no. It's basically, I, I mean... It's my grandparents this, used to call this it. This is going to clicker. clip. Yeah. This is going to clip, but it's not going to matter. But this is what I'm dealing with. So that basically just gives me a, a mark when I'm doing an audiobook. So I'm like, okay, I made a mistake. I know I can do the click and then go back and edit it. It's easy to find that because otherwise I have to sit and listen to the whole thing like I do with this podcast. Do that <laughs> um, again. Do what again? The clip? Click. The, the click? Good boy. Yes. <laughs> So that's convenient with that, and either I can use that or an actual clapboard just because that would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that has its own little nifty effect. We did yeah. not have the clapboards during the yeah. video recording. Ah, uh, well, you know, you do what you can. But you know, we did have a guy who has worked as a first assistant director on real stuff, mm-hmm. movies and television. And what was really cool was when I got the call sheet for the day. Yeah. Nice and professional all gridded and blocked out and really cool nice really made me feel like i was you know heading into a professional film shoot Mm -hmm. cool so it sounds like you had fun with this i did unfortunately it was just really short i only had to be there for the first day of filming Mm -hmm. and i was done within 15 minutes of the first day of filming and i mainly hung around to well, one, I was curious to see how some of the other performances ended up turning out when right. it was recorded. And two, of course, I had to, I wanted to feed lines to my uh, co-stars. Right, right. As they had done for me. So, yeah, yeah it's like, it was short but sweet. It's kind of like once this monologue thing gets done for me, it's just like going to be, you know, like I said, it's only a page and a half. Once it's recorded, it's over and then that's that. So I was going to suggest, would you be 
open to considering maybe different dramatic camera angles for your monologue. I mean, I would certainly, but I'm not the director. So <laughs> that's really up well, to the director. It's, it's something you can maybe suggest, see if the director is interested in that well, idea. Well, she listens to the podcast, so... Uh, okay. Well, then <laughs> if, I will suggest If you're interested, you can, you can let me Ms. know director. at podcast <laughs> at uh, backstage.link. You can send us an email and let us know <laughs> if you would like different camera angles for my monologue. <laughs> Or if you'd rather leave us a voicemail or a text message, you can do either of those things by calling 267-225-8869. Again, that is (laughs) 267-225-8869. Well, that sounds like... Nice segue. Yes, and it sounds like we should probably wrap things up anyway, because that pretty much gets us our little, uh, what, what, our pandemic update, I guess. I guess uh, so. It's about a half-hour episode, I'd say, almost. Yeah, a little shy of that, but that's all right. So. Like we said, uh, you know, podcast at backstage.link, 267-225-8869. If you leave us a voicemail, we may use you on a future episode, what few of them there are left. And if you've got comments or questions or episode ideas, you can do them there. You can also just get all that information off of our website, backstage.link, and clicking on Contact the Show. Of course, if you have a ton of wonderful ideas for future episodes, maybe we'll have to consider coming out of retirement. Maybe we will. You never know. Maybe we could do special episodes or bonus special episodes or special bonus episodes or... Just one Christmas episode a year. (laughs) (laughs) One chestnut roast. (laughs) We didn't do one this year, right? Uh, Yeah, we did, didn't we? We roasted ourselves. That's That's right, right. we roasted ourselves. That's right. That was four months ago and I already forgot. Yeah. So if you enjoyed that or you enjoyed this or you enjoy anything we do, just uh, subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Leave us a review. And most importantly, tell a friend. That's really how the word gets out and... If our listenership starts to go up, then, you know, there'll be demand and we'll keep going and start advertising and make tons of money. (laughs) See if you can make us more popular outside of Finland. Yes. I'm Uh, totally making that up. And next episode. Shout out to Finland. Yes. Thank you, Finland. Uh, Next episode, we will be back into actual topics. We are going to revisit auditioning with uh, a focus on scene partners and monologues. (gasps) Yes, that will be either next week or more likely the week after next or I don't or know. three months from now, yeah, depending. Who knows? <laughs> Just <laughs> we never know what we're doing anymore. But uh, it's all Glenn's fault. Yeah, it's all my fault. Until <laughs> until we do, we, we we won't see you again. But until we hear, we won't hear you again. Until you hear us again, um, I <laughs> am losing it now. So bye. Recording now. And so am I. Yes. Okay, good. All right, should we just jump right in? Sure, why not? I don't know whose turn it is. I guess Uh, it's your turn. I try to keep up with the downloads once in a while, but... I try to keep down with the uploads. I don't think I've actually really listened to any of the completed episodes this year. Ah, stupid. (laughs) This chair lately, I gotta replace this thing. It's so we know you're not really a robot. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to come up with some wise-ass remark to that. I got nothing. <laughs> that does not compute. <laughs> error, error. Not robot. Oh, look at this. I can put your picture, like, right above my camera, so it probably actually looks like I'm looking at you. Oh, my God. It looks it looks like you're staring into my soul. Uh, blah, blah, blah. 
Now what's the word? Monologues? No, not monologues when they sing a bunch of songs. Oh, uh, review? Thank you. Uh, sorry. Huh. Show that was pulled... That was pulled right before it was scheduled to open at, I guess, the middle of last season. That was, um... My brain's not working. What the heck is that? That might have been my chair. Sorry. No, it's like engines rubbing outside. That's not my chair. No. Not sorry. Yeah. I think I think a similar mistake might have been made in Short Circuit 2, but I'm not going to back, go back to look. <laughs> yes, that highly quotable movie, Short Circuit 2. <laughs> Next episode, uh, we will be uh, heading back into an actual topic. We're going to uh, revisit... What the hell are we... <laughs> the dreaded auditions and monologues. Uh, let's, let's do that Yeah, I'm calling at the end. I'm stopping <laughs> recording. Stop. Okay. <laughs>